As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I keep you looking at you look very precarious. They're balanced on a stool with a microphone in front of you and balanced on a stool. I'm just sitting on the stool. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, it's a little wobbly. Well, I'm not you got your water right there. You might knock that over. That's coffee for sure. I, I love <laughs> I love the, the element of risk involved in the podcast so far. That's a Pretty that's good. a second cup of coffee at 10:41 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fly buzzing around me in the studio. Oh, I'm, I'm hoping exciting. he gets close enough to the mic that you can actually hear him. And if not, we could put him in in post. Um, oh, amazing. It, it could, it could be very annoying, but instead I'm going to use the fly as a way to help me focus even more intensely on delivering a great podcast. Mm. I support that. Speaking of great podcasts, should we start one? Let's roll that intro music. Max and Dad's wholesome chaos. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wholesome Chaos, the podcast where I, with my co-host, Maggie Thurman there, who's coming at you from Los Angeles. Maggie is an amazing podcast host and also an actress with a new movie coming out this summer. She's an influencer on TikTok with millions of followers. And most of all, she's my daughter. And so, uh, hey, Maggie, how you doing today? I'm so good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. That- you ready to do this thing? Absolutely. That other voice that you're hearing right now, well, the one who was just talking, <laughs> is my dad, Dan Thurman. That's me. He's yeah. a motivational speaker. He's an author working on his new book. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, come on. Yeah, he's working on... Oh, yeah, we've talked about it in the podcast before. I'm like, is it a secret? Um, he's working on his new book. He's also a unicyclist. I'm, I'm throwing different things in there. He's a juggler. He's um, He's a pickleball player sometimes. And he's a TikToker yep. as well. Uh, sometimes. Thanks to you. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you, might, you might see him on your For You page. We also have an amazing special guest in the studio, Stephanie Craig, who is a dear friend of the family. She's actually part of the family, pretty much. And she's also been a part of our business for about the past 11 years. How are you doing today, Stephanie? Fantastic, Dan. Thanks. Yeah, it's good to have you here. So, speaking, um, Dad, speaking of TikTok... Uh, Have you noticed, do you have the new feature where it shows how many people have saved every video? No, I, I, have, I don't really pay attention to new features, but I guess I should do that. I do because I'll like go to click on comments now and it'll accidentally save it because it's like in that spot. Um, but yeah, that was really interesting to me. And so I went through a few videos to like, you know, see how many people have saved things. The video I did in front of Target... 
Oh, you yes. know, with the Target ball, seven and a half million likes. I think it's like 15, a little over 15 million views, which ratio crazy. I that was a That's video crazy. where I had, I had friends texting me like they would send me my video and go, what the heck is this ratio? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> um, well, it was guess- such a good idea and something you talked about for a long time. So Maggie walks on a rolling globe. Mm-hmm. And if you saw this video, you know that she she has a red one of these rolling globes that she walks on, which looks just like a Target ball. That's yeah. been kind of an inside joke. Um, so her idea was to put it in front of Target and go from the actual Target balls onto the rolling globe ball and start walking. And her yeah. brother, Eddie, was dressed up as a Target employee that day. And his reaction was excellent. He got to use his acting chops and, yeah, uh, and yeah I was, that, was, that was a big hit. Target even got involved in commenting on that one. Yeah. Which was kind of funny. I actually, yeah, that was, that was really cool. But um, I felt like a little director that day, too, because I'd be talking to Eddie, um, and mom was, mom was recording. And so literally mm-hmm. all I was doing was directing. And so like when he went over to the Target ball, first he like kicked it a few times, like really big and stuff. And I was like, can we try one? Um, like maybe like just go like and tap it or something. And I was like, let's like do really one. subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do one with a little kick, just one little kick. And I was like, this is fun. Usually I'm the one on the other side of the camera, but this is cool. Um, but all maybe that to that's say, your future. You never know. It's all, never stranger know. things have happened, but all that to say, guess how many saves are on that video? Well, if the ratio is any indication, it's probably got to be pretty high, right? Like, I don't know, close to a million. Oh no, that would be way too much. Yeah, no. Now I now I just sound lame, Dad. A <laughs> hundred thousand. It's like a hundred and thirty-one thousand. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so many people. Uh, well, love it, love it. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of weird stuff, I did some weird stuff today this morning. I actually um, decided after I got up. Stupid early, even after I was up at midnight, I got up at like 4.30 again and started writing. I got some really important work done on my book and on my, my study that we're launching with the book. And that was good. And then I was like, you know what I want to do? I have to pre-stage like the garage ready for mom's arrival. Okay. So sort of set the stage. We've got too many cars around. Mm-hmm. I've got my car, I have my grandpa's truck, or my, my father's truck, your grandpa's truck that mm-hmm. I borrowed to go up to the mountains to do some moving, you know? And then I've got the van, and mom's going to be coming home. She's been gone for several days, um, and so we're missing her. So it's just me and the dogs. And so I decided, look, I want to clear out the driveway. I've I got stuff in the van. I want to make sure mom can uh, – stuff in the garage. I want to make sure mom can park in the garage when she gets home. And so I decided to move three different cars the three, all three cars to the office. And so I drove one car, I unicycled back four hour, four miles. And then I drove the next car and I unicycled back four miles. And then I drove, uh, the third car over to the office in time to make my morning call. So I was pretty mm. proud of that. Very, very yeah. impressive. The dogs were confused. Yeah, yeah. It sounds pretty hectic. You know what might've calmed you down? Mm. Yes. <laughs> Unicycling can calm me down pretty well, actually. <laughs> that but was I think my I know segue. where you're going. That was my segue. Considering your segue, segue was speaking Roll of weird with it. stuff. Just keep going. You can't say it's a segue. You got to just keep going. And then Did it's you a catch segue. that, though, on your original segue? I told you a story, and you just go, speaking of weird stuff, 
What weird stuff was I talking about? <laughs> you were talking about target balls. That's completely that normal. <laughs> See, now we're totally back into the podcast and the segue has left the station. Oh my gosh. So we got to re-segue. Okay. So Maggie, <laughs> are you feeling pretty anxiety driven or are you kind of calm these days? Um, I think you could always use some more calm. You know what? What's really fascinating is we had a client. I was talking to my client yesterday in the office. We did a Zoom presentation for them with our studio, and I'm going to be doing their event, pretty sure. Well, they're a company that really believes in the mental well-being of their employees, which is awesome. It's a great company, very mission-driven. They support education and safety in schools, and it's just an incredible company. And the CEO leads this effort to try to keep his, his company and employees really, really doing well, like the whole holistic approach to their well-being. Well, he, so much so, he has the Calm app for every one of his employees. Isn't that amazing? Mm. Yeah. And so they can benefit from that. They train them on how to use it and use the meditations and use the, all the different functionalities and music and sleep stories of Calm because everybody needs some. Yeah. They should use our promo code too. <laughs> yeah, they should. But we'll get to that so, in a second. <laughs> Yeah, so if you've ever been thinking about meditation, for example, uh, trying something new can be intimidating. And meditation may be something you've heard a lot about but haven't yet tried for yourself. Well, Calm helps you feel more at ease from the moment that you first start. Find somewhere that's comfortable to you, like your couch or bed, and just tune in to Calm. We're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Reduce stress and anxiety through the guided meditations, improve focus with curated music tracks, and rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and adults. There's even new daily movement sessions designed to relax your body and uplift your mind. If you go to calm.com slash chaos, you'll get a special offer of 40% off of a Calm premium subscription, and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Calm is ready to help you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthier life. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash chaos. Go to C-A-L-M dot com slash chaos for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's Calm dot com slash chaos. I'm feeling calmer just talking about it. Speaking of Calm, there's this, this, uh, this fly is buzzing around me still, mm-hmm. and I feel pretty calm about it. Good. I'm like groovy with it because I did my meditation this morning. I had plenty of time. Very good. So the way I thought about that, I was like, you know what? It's eight miles or so of unicycle riding, which is great exercise. I could go to the gym. I could get on the exercise bike. But if I do this, then I could actually be productive. I can move cars. I could wave at people in their cars, make people smile. That happens a lot when you're on the unicycle. It's like you go by joggers and people, and they're just having their normal, ordinary morning. And they see you, and they're like, oh, hello. And it kind of, yeah. you know, brightens their day a little bit. That's one of the reasons I like doing it. That's so funny. Either that or I'm an exhibitionist. <laughs> Last night, um, a friend sent me like a GIF, a GIF, you know, those like things. I don't know. That's a whole big debate if it's GIF or GIF, but um, of a frog on a unicycle. And so Ooh. I sent back the picture of me as a child on a unicycle. I love that picture. 
I love that. I just have two little pigtails. I'm on my little red unicycle. Oh, that's a good one. So that whole episode, though, this morning, you were pretty confused, huh, Stephanie? Absolutely. I pulled up and there was cars in the driveway, but Dan yeah, dogs in the here. house because I brought the dogs over on the second run. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't here and I was running late for my call. And so she, she actually called me when I was driving the third car over. It's like, mm. I'm going to make it. And I was. I was, a, I was there like one minute ahead of time. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Very impressive. Thank you. So what's been going on in your life, Mags? What you been up to? I played some mean pickleball last night. I played... Like you, you were mean or you were good? Um, good. I think I might be better at singles than I am at doubles. I've never played singles. It seems like there's just so much court to cover. Singles, that's the thing. <laughs> singles is a workout. I was, I was sweating. I was breathing heavy. Um, but I felt really good after because I felt like I had actually gotten a workout. Doubles, I don't break a sweat. I take like six yeah. steps in that game because usually um, like my friends that I play with, for the most part, they're guys and they're like, they're always like, don't worry, like I'll run for the shots. And so I re- truly, I don't move that much. <laughs> <laughs> and so singles, I was playing singles with a friend and I beat my first friend 11-0. And then wow. the second friend, he beat me. And so I was like, I want a rematch. I beat him on the rematch. And then we were like, oh, we're tied. So we had a third game. Guess who won? Just take a guess. I think it'd be you. That's what I put my money on. It was me. It was me. And I felt very good about myself. I was a little bit in pain because of how much I had run. But Mm -hmm. no, it was one-on-ones is so much targeting. Like that's literally all it is is one person is going to primarily have the power of just yeah. throwing the shots from side to side and the other's going to run. And you're either the one in power or you're the one chasing it. And either way, they just got to be good <laughs> shots. It's fun, man. But that was my night last night. But it's been That's a crazy good. week. It's been an absolutely crazy week. You know how well, tell I tell us more because you know we all kind of live vicariously through you <laughs> and your LA adventures and your hobnobbing with famous people and cool experiences. What is hobnobbing? It's like uh, bumping (laughs) elbows and toasting cocktails and going to fancy parties and dressing up and, you know, Tapping elbows? Tapping elbows was the start? I don't know. Bumping (laughs) elbows. I don't think it's tapping elbows. (laughs) Being in in cool company and amazing experiences. So let's see how much I can name drop right now is is what we're saying. Well, you don't have to. Well, here, no, go ahead. here's really interesting. You know how I always talk about where I play pickleball. A lot of people in the entertainment industry play there. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm waiting for the day when I walk into an audition or a callback or a producer session or like anything on set. Um, and I see someone and it's like, wait a second. I know you from those pickleball courts. Like we, we tear it up every day. Um, and that hasn't happened yet, but one of my friends, Grant Kanoki, he was in the finals for America's Song Contest. Um, okay. It's like America's Eurovision, and it's the first year they're doing it. Kelly Clarkson and Snoop Dogg are hosting, um, and so he's so talented. He's incredible. He got fourth out of all the states, which is amazing, um, and so... 
we went to like a, a party for him of like we watched it live and then he came and one of my friends who was at the live taping of it, he comes up to me after, like when he found me and he was like, I saw that lady. I was like, okay, oh, what, what lady? I'm on the edge of my seat. He goes, the pickleball lady. And immediately I knew who he was talking about. <laughs> it's this it's this woman who's there a lot. She's very good. She's very sweet. And I also happen to play pickleball with Grant's dad <laughs> because oh, wow. he's usually at the courts too. Um but but I was like so that's the first step. I saw someone from the pickleball courts in an entertainment setting. That's like the first, first step to it. But Grant did incredible. It was so fun because my friend Jenna was in town too. So it was just all of us watching him, cheering him on. And then right after he was done with the live taping of the show, he came and we got to celebrate him. And that same day, I went to the viewing party at like four. And then I had to leave to go to a different event <laughs> um, for... Hop or hobnobbing. Hop, hobnobbing. Yeah, let me think of... I saw Chris Olsen there. <laughs> Just me trying to name drop. I don't know. <laughs> but um, we Matt Matt took me to this um, like premiere for this show. But it was more of like okay. a social premiere. Like everyone was just kind of hanging out. It was really interesting. And then we actually afterwards went back to Grant's party for like for the dance section of it and we just had a really fun dance party but it was a crazy busy day but I truly felt like that day I felt like LA I was like I got multiple events in WeHo tonight I I used to think it was weird when people called it WeHo instead of West Hollywood but here I am now <laughs> WeHo is West Hollywood okay I learn something new every day yeah we have some great questions, uh, one of which is about LA and its enormity and friends and all that. You just let me know if you want to go there now, since it's kind of a segue moment, or we could save the great questions for later. We totally can. Can I add one more thing super quick? Of course, please do. So there's North Hollywood, there's Hollywood, there's West Hollywood. I don't ever hear people call like East Hollywood or South Hollywood. But people literally do call West Hollywood WeHo and North Hollywood NoHo. <laughs> and I thought that was a joke. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was so much of a joke that one of my friends, when I first like met him, I asked him, I was like, oh, where do you live? This was also right when I moved to LA. And he was like, oh, I live in NoHo. And I was like, oh, I don't know where that is. And he goes, North Hollywood? And I felt like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. On to the question. On to the question. So this is good timing because um, Zane says, Hi, Mags and Dan. I love the podcast. It's always a great part of my week. I just graduated college in Vermont, and I'm moving to L.A. this summer okay. to get my master's degree in filmmaking. I'm excited for the move, but I'm nervous about meeting people out there, especially with how busy I'll be in classes. I also feel intimidated by how big L.A. is and by how many people are there. I know a few people who have already moved out there, and it sounds like the sheer size of L.A. can make it harder to meet people and see them often. Do you have any advice for meeting new people and making friends in such a big city when you're already like, committed to a lot that's taking up your time? Thank you. 
He also says, after hearing Maggie talk about pickleball, I've started looking into it as a way to meet people, and I just need to learn to play. So that's the first. Thank step. you, Zane. That's the first. That's step. your first step. Oh, that's so. Courts fun. are open. Um, yeah. Number one, LA is not as big as you think it is. Like it is, but so many people know so many people. Like I, I met someone at a coffee shop yesterday, and like we exchanged social, like Instagram. And immediately he like went to our mutuals and he was like, oh, you know, this person, this person, this person. I was like, uh, yeah, we, we don't really do the same thing. But like already we had mutuals in common is it's crazy how connected everyone is here. Um, classes also are a good way to meet people. Um, I remember one of the big things I was told moving out here for acting was make friends with everyone who's doing the same thing as you, because it, it's going to fuel you creatively. You're going to make friends through it. You're going to have like camaraderie. And also you're going to like grow together. You're going to like rise together. Yes. You know, you start off in this acting class, 10 years from now you're on a sitcom together. Like it's just, it's really interesting the way things work like that. And so I'd say totally take advantage of that. Or in Zane's case, these could be the people you're making movies with. Down exactly. The road. Exactly. So like make friends with those people in your classes, get to know other people in LA through like, I was going to say comedy shows. I'm going to an improv show tomorrow night and just like have the willingness to talk to people. I think pickleball is a great instance of that. One of my friends the other day, he said, he was like, I don't think we talk to enough people at pickleball. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was having the same feeling because you really don't know who's around you. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's crazy to make to make those friendships and then like find out what each other do. And you're like, Oh, yes. that's wild. Um, I get that feeling a lot of being in, in certain circles with people and you're like, I really wonder what their story is. Mm-hmm. And then if you explore a little bit, you find the connections or you find out curious things about them and realize just there's something about them that's totally amazing yeah. and can really, you know, be very interesting to you or help you in life or whatever. It's just good to get to know people. Yep. Yeah. To and me, the interesting part of his question, I'm sorry, were you done? It's okay. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the, the word that I really honed in on was intimidated, you know, uh, nervous about meet, meeting new people. And I feel maybe a bit intimidated by LA. So nervousness and intimidation. And I just want to encourage you, Zane, like a new move is a new start. It's a chance to like reinvent yourself in some ways. And what you really need to do, and this is good advice for all of us in certain situations, is to double down on your own confidence. Even if you don't necessarily feel it 100%, walk into those situations and express yourself. Do the things you wouldn't normally do because those moments are gonna hit you where you have a chance to meet people and do things and put yourself out there. And you know we don't wanna hang back and let those moments go by us. We want to engage them at least in some way. Um, and so I know for myself that I've missed a lot of great opportunities to, to meet people and get to know people who were in my world and accessible to me because I felt a sense of intimidation and maybe that part of me, I wasn't worthy to reach out to them or I didn't know exactly Mm -hmm. what to say. It doesn't really matter what you say. Just be real, be like down to earth. Um, mom and I just went to a great play at the Alliance. It was actually kind of like before the musical kind of thing, they're they're staging a mu- musical in Atlanta. This guy ultimately going to go to Broadway called um, Trading Places. It's based on the 1980s movie with 
Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Hmm. And Kenny Leon, who is a Atlanta icon, is the director. And awesome. the writer is amazing. And the musical people are amazing. It's yeah. like they're right there and we're in this small group and they're showing us a couple of the numbers ahead of time. And mom got a ticket to go see this. And so there was a moment where I had a chance to like interact with this writer guy who was, you know, totally recognizable because you, do you remember the show Reno 911? Um, he actually played one yeah. of the main characters on that show and his, his writing credits are enormous, but also mm -hmm. his acting credits and stuff. But I just, I said something that kind of like spoke to something that I got from him and just picked up on a thing. And pretty soon we were in a really kind of like in-depth conversation. And it was just a few moments, like a few minutes. But it was, it was a really cool thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, don't be intimidated. Go for it. Kenny Leon. They named Ponce de Leon after him, right? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now, Kenny Leon was the artistic director of the Alliance Theater for many, many years. And then he's since gone on to produce everything and win yeah. Tony Awards for directing. And um, he's a giant now in, in theater. Um, yeah. Amazing. So, it's going to be a good show. I really do. I, we saw a couple of the numbers and it's, it's going to be really, really good, really fun. Um, the other part of intimidation, which is interesting, is I didn't realize or even think about this for a while, but it came to kind of a shock to me when I realized that some people were intimidated by me. Mm -hmm. Like that I was, because of whatever, <laughs> how I carried myself or my weirdness or riding unicycles or TikTok, I don't know, whatever. The people feel odd about approaching me and asking questions, which to me seems weird. It seems mind boggling because I'm just a normal dude in my own mind. And I think everybody kind of feels that way. You're, you're very charismatic. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I think... That's the funny. Any any boy I've talked to ever <laughs> is it like intimidated by you for the most part? Um, except it's usually an intimidation and like a oh my gosh I want to meet him that's going to be so fun. But like they just want you to like him so bad because they like you. It's it's a weird thing to know a lot of details about someone's life without knowing them. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's a weird thing. And so like somebody can really get to know us without ever meeting us because we have a podcast, because um, a lot of our life is online and stuff like that. And so when you really get to know someone, you're like, I like this person. You want them to like you back. So I think that's part of the intimidation where it's like a little bit of fear. Like I know them, they, but they don't know me. Like what if this doesn't go well? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, if you don't have to be intimidated by me in any way, you can walk up, say hello, have a good chat. And I can't wait to meet more of your friends next time I'm in LA, which is hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Yes. So uh, I wasn't meeting friends in North Carolina. I was spending a lot of time alone with my dogs. And that's something I was thinking about a lot is, are you really alone when you're with your dogs? Because I didn't <laughs> feel so alone. What I felt was like judged oh, and, judged. and guilty and, and like I was ignoring them. And it's like, it's well, were weird you? because what's that? <laughs> well, were you? <laughs> I don't think so. It's just that I had so much to do. And, you know, I've been alone with the dogs now for several days. Mom's been in Texas visiting her family. And I had this big, you know, trip to the mountains where 
selling a mountain house up there and so moving things and going to the dump. Oh my gosh, adventures in dumping. Um, <laughs> Title been... of this week's podcast, Adventures yes. in Dumping. Twice I got shut down at the dump. I heard about one First of them. First time was last week when I showed up with a whole, my dad's pickup truck loaded with stuff and I get there, they're closed at 4.30, it's 4.16 and a guy's at the gate, it's closing the gate. He's like, Nobody gets in the gate after 4.15. I'm like, it says 4.30. So I had to drive all of the junk back to Atlanta and find places to dump it around here. You know, recycling and all the environmental friendly ways to handle that type of a process, nonetheless. And then the same thing happened last weekend when I was there again. And I went on Saturday at 3 o'clock feeling like, okay, I'm going to be really early. Well, they close at 2 on Saturday. But I waited around till Monday. I finally got my dumping done. Um, so meanwhile, all this is going on with the dogs and they don't help. You know, they don't, yeah. th- there's so much to do. I've got stuff to do and they just watch me all the time. They don't lift anything. They don't move anything. They don't drive any cars. They're needy. They just look at you with those guilty eyes or they, those guilt inducing eyes. Like, yeah. hey, what about me? What about me? I think what, they what should hang out me? more. Like, our dogs very much only want to hang out with us. They don't really hang out with each other. Well, I did take them to the park a couple times. But yeah, they don't, they don't give each other a lot of attention. Yeah, like, like Spencer's play. such a snuggle dog. Why doesn't he snuggle with Simon? Sometimes he does. He does like to sleep in Simon's bed, which is the bigger bed. Yeah. And I think it's just because he doesn't want Simon to have a, have a bed. He's kind of a little brat that do way. Do you think he's a bully? A little bit. Would you say, Stephanie? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie has spent a lot of time with our dogs we gotta over fix the that. years when we've been traveling. We can't have a bully, <laughs> a bully in the Thurman household. That's a no-go. And he's the little one. He's he a is. little he's tiny <laughs> chihuahua dog. Simon's much bigger, so it's, it just happens. Sometimes little dogs have that, that way about them. Yeah. So, Man. Another question? Let's go one more. Okay. This is from, um, let's see, we're going to go with Michael. Hey, been listening since day one and to finally decided to ask a question. How do you cope with the feeling that your faith isn't being represented in your hobbies or work? I'm a videographer and writer, and sometimes I worry that the content I produce isn't representative of my faith and values. I'm not producing anything bad, but sometimes I feel bad if everything I create isn't super meaningful. Do you ever feel this way? Michael. Content um, creating, yeah. faith-driven, principle-driven dude, but his work isn't necessarily directly tied to his values. Yeah, I think I think honestly it varies on people because I have like some of the most religious dudes I've ever met in my life currently and like just just so in love with God so in love with like the world and just like wanting to like be the best they can be and their content is never about their faith it's funny you know and I think a lot of the times we forget that like how important that is just to like make people laugh or to make people smile and although it's not overtly or at all, like, Christian, or like, here's the gospel. It's it's still who they are. And it's mm-hmm. still, like, in line with their character, 
which like to me that's my whole thing like my content is practically never really faith um but it's who I am and like I try and be the best I can be and so if if the content is like not contradicting that that then right I'm I'm good and then I get into a little bit of a figuring it out with acting because yeah you're probably not going to relate to your character but I do think certain stories should be told even if it's not like you so I'm still working on that bit give me get get back to me in a few weeks <laughs> a few weeks a few roles more a few like roles. It, a few years um yeah, that's going to be an interesting journey for you. But I think Maggie's really onto it. It's like it's not about the overt expression of what your work is. Sometimes it is, and sometimes you you intentionally set out to create something super meaningful. But there is a meaning regardless of whether it's creating artwork or or film or writing or just the way you move through life. I believe there is an essence of you that kind of undergirds everything that you do. It's like you're an artist in the way you live, in the words that you use, the way you talk to others, the way you smile or handle difficulty or, you know, whatever. It's like, so when you, um, the way you, there's a, one of my favorite authors and speakers is Wayne Dyer. And one of the ways he put it is he said, well, when you squeeze an orange, what comes out of the orange? Or when, orange juice. It, Oh yeah, orange juice. Well, why? Because you squeeze the orange. Yeah, and because that's what's inside of it. Inside oh, the orange. I get it. I get it. Sorry, that right? took me a second. It's, and so the analogy is, what what happens when somebody squeezes you? Yeah. What comes out? Does it? Yeah, does anger so come out? Does resentment come out? Like does so or a bit of pee? <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was funny. <laughs> Sometimes, or some kindness comes out, or curiosity, or like maybe you're taken aback. Yeah, um, there were a couple guys at the dog park yesterday that were, and I know I'm getting off the question, but like they're they were having this confrontation when I got there, so much so that I couldn't really fully engage with the dog park with my dogs because I didn't want to like get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they both had dogs, big muscular dogs that have strength and temperament and whatever. It's like, I'm sure they were well-trained and they were handling them responsibly, but these guys had beef with each other and were getting into it. It was just a circular loop of conversation about your dog and my dog and da, 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 da. And like, they were going to like that the dogs would be aggressive with each other. I don't know. Um, yeah. and I was just like, man, these guys just can't get past this. Um, and the energy, like everybody was picking up on it and dogs were picking up on it. Um, yeah. so I guess back to the question, it's like, so there's an energy about your work and an essence of your choices that's going to be there regardless of whether you try or not. And sometimes you have to learn the skills and make the films and you're really not trying to create something meaningful. You're just trying to hone your chops, you know, to hone your talents. And so don't put too much pressure on yourself and, and figure it out as you go. Yeah. When in doubt, talk to God about it. Like if it's a faith thing. And you're like, truly, I don't know how to feel about this. Ask God. Bring it back to... Because you can ask other people all day long, but, like, your faith is your faith. And, like, that's that's the most important element in it. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah, God, yeah. God is the most important element. I have people come up to me after my speeches in business settings when I'm certainly not overtly faith-driven or religious. 
and they pick up on it and they say, Hey, are you, uh, you know, do you, are you Christian or do you, have you been through some journeys in your life with God? And, um, or sometimes they even say, are you sober? <laughs> like they, they recognize <laughs> the fact that some of what I talk about may be informed from that period of time in my life when I had to, uh, you know, work through an ad- addictive behavior or something like that. Uh, yeah. So it, it comes out even if you don't think it comes out. Oh my gosh. Speaking of sobriety, can I show you something? Yes. Drum roll, please. Maggie is leaving the frame of the camera. She's walking off screen. Okay. Looking at her couch. Okay, so She's you know got a how bag. you know how I went and I saw John Mulaney live? Yes. I decided Another I name have... drop. John Mulaney live. <laughs> yeah, I in was her actually, living room. I was in like the third to last row of the Hollywood Bowl, so like it was practically oh, a, so a private. So not her living room. <laughs> The opposite of her living room. <laughs> the opposite of my living room. Um, and so I decided he's probably my favorite comedian. Yep. And so I decided I'm going to go ahead and buy a t-shirt of his. I'm going to buy his merch. And, you know, he went through a very public, he was sober, very public relapse, very public going to rehab. Yeah. Were you aware of that? Intervention. Intervention, which he talks about a lot. It's so funny. They actually, Yeah. Anyways, interventions um, are hilarious, generally speaking. <laughs> um, but here is the shirt I got. Hopefully it doesn't put it backwards for you. Okay. Is it backwards? It says, I saw him right after he got out of rehab. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that so funny? And then the back is, and does it have dates? John Mulaney on the back? Yeah. Yep. And the tour dates already profiting pro- off of his rehab experience. I love it. Oh my gosh, that whole special was so funny. We weren't allowed to have our phones. Did I tell mm-hmm. you about this last week? I didn't because it was... Well, no, this was part of what we talked about between <gasps> last This podcast. is what we were talking about in the car and we both went, wait, no, we can't talk about it. Talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of which, this brings up another qu- question, which is how this podcast has screwed up our communication, like our we- regular <laughs> father-daughter communication. Truly. Truly. Um, but yeah, they did this thing where we walked into the Hollywood Bowl and they said, give me your phone. And we said, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> and they put our phones in these pouches that yep. we we couldn't get it and only they could unlock it. Um, yep. Which was like, <laughs> we kept making so many jokes about it that like weren't even funny. Like we'd go up to a concession stand and they'd go, so no Apple pay, eh? <laughs> and like stuff like that. <laughs> but but it was it was nice to be in the moment. Um, didn't know what time it was. So that was disorienting. But also we got dropped off. So at the end of it, we couldn't get our phones unlocked until we were like all the way down the Hollywood Bowl. And like I said, we were, we were quite far back. Um, and so my friend uses his Siri to call our friend, and he's just holding his phone like this. No kidding. Talking through it to our friend, like, hey, 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 can you, can you come pick us up now? Um, yeah, it, it's over. And then he'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to text you. And he'd be like, no, 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 you can't text me, and also you can't call me. I'm the only one who can call <laughs> you right now. This is the only way this is going to work. Um, I didn't think that worked. I thought there was some kind of lining that prevented the signals from getting in. Nope. Yeah, I was that, like... At least that's the story we heard. We encountered this in Atlanta at the Vortex mm-hmm. Comedy Club. For Kevin we, Hart, um, right? Yeah, for, for Kevin Hart. And also, uh, 
and I think it was for Kevin Hart's show that this happened. And what we were told was this is going to, you're not going to be able to access your phone and it, and it can't record anything in this bag. Um, and it, and then afterward they unlock it, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of cool. It liberates you from feeling like you need to check your phone because you can't. But yeah. also, um, we heard that Tyler Perry was the one who came up with that idea. So oh, Tyler we- Perry in Atlanta kind of invented that system. That's um, crazy. Cause we heard, we were told we heard Dave sure. Chappelle created it. <laughs> What's that? We were told heard- Dave Chappelle. My friend said Dave Chappelle created it. It could be, it could be, it's very possible. Um, um it might have been yeah, it was, now that you mention it, we, I thought it was, we totally could have, could have recorded, but yeah, I have a feeling that the John Mulaney bit's probably going to be another Netflix special. Um, which is really cool. I'll be, I'll be looking forward to see it. It was so funny too, because I was with my friend who him and I are really big John Mulaney fans. And so we know his material very well. We know his Saturday night live monologue very well. And so every time he would, the monologue was like kind of scattered throughout the whole set. Mm -hmm. Anytime he started to go into it, we would just look at each other and go, (laughs) (laughs) we're like, we know, we know John, (laughs) but it was, it was a really good experience. Well, it's hard to develop that much material for a special, and so I, I admire comedians who can do that. It's it's incredible work. I'm working on it. To get the timing it. worked out, it's it's so unbelievable. Well, um, and back to the communication thing. So what happens, just so you know, is that Maggie and I talk throughout the week. Quite often, she'll call usually in the evenings or throughout the day, usually when she's driving somewhere. She's on her way someplace and just wants to kill time in the car, which is great. It's like always good to hear from her. Um, and we will have a conversation and we'll get into an interesting idea and we'll get be like, Oh wait, wait, stop. Don't talk about this now. Save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. And like nine times out of 10, we don't remember what we were talking about. And so we don't talk about it then and we can't remember it later. And anyway, we just have to trust it's in there somewhere. Yeah. Maybe we should just start writing it down. Start writing it down. <laughs> hey, hey, what do you think about having some guests coming up soon? I think that would be fun. Um, do you have anyone in mind? Uh, I might. I don't want to mention any names just now. Okay. But maybe we can talk about that. So this is a offline. strange scenario when we go, save it for not the podcast. Yeah. Save it for not the, like, let's not talk about this here. Let's not talk about it yet. Which we don't normally ever say. We normally just just say whatever's on our mind when the cameras are rolling and yeah. the mics are on. Or we go, you can't say that on the podcast, and we have to cut it out in post. <laughs> yeah, mom mom is the final arbiter of what is ultimately said on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Man. And Eddie as well. But uh, no, if you have a suggestion of people you'd like us to interview for the podcast, you can certainly go to wholesomechaos.com, and along with your questions, you can present suggestions for people you would like to hear from, and maybe some questions or some different perspectives you'd like to know from them. And so if we can, we'll figure it out. We've certainly got a lot of creative, interesting people in our life, and we're not intimidated. We'll ask them, Um. and we'll talk to them. (laughs) Yep. We'll, we'll work through intimidation fears for that. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. We appreciate it more than you know. Again, like my dad said, wholesomegas.com. You can leave us questions. You can leave us comments. You can do, you, yeah, you can do that. You can just scroll through. It's a cute little website. Anything you want to add, dad? Nope. We'll be thinking about you all this week and coming up with new ideas to share with you. And just know that we're, um, 
you are often on our minds and we're and always in our hearts. We're very grateful that you've made this podcast a part of your life and look forward to meeting you in person. If you see us out and about, honestly, just walk up, say hello. Don't be intimidated. Go for it. We'd love to connect with you. So I guess that's it for this week then, Maggie. Until then, do you um, have any big adventures or things like that that you're moving into next? Big parties? Groundling show tonight. Hobnobbing. I think I'm going to crochet another hat. <laughs> so big nice. plans this week. Audition today. To, yeah. So, well. Do you need me to read with you again? Maybe. It's another father-daughter thing. Oh, lovely. I'd we'll be see. happy to help you out. Amazing. Did, did we get that one, by the way? Because we were both auditioning, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, I didn't hear anything, but okay. maybe, maybe they're just waiting. Well, did you give them my information too, um, just in case they liked my part? Well, I think they would have recognized you. They would have said, "I know this oh, voice. Yeah. This is author. They might have just been unicyclist Dan Thurman." <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to go love on the dogs, and I'm going to pet them, and I'm going to take them to the park, and I'm going to. Uh, Take them on a walk and give them my full attention for at Amazing. least the next five minutes. All righty. Well, love you. All right. I love you too, Maggie. We love you, everyone. Take care. Oh, Bye. here comes the fly. I All right. Saw see you that. next week. <laughs> Bye. Max and Dad's wholesome chaos. Max and Dad's wholesome chaos. I saw the fly fly through the camera. Did you really? I did. I thought, I think I could get him. If he comes back again, I'm going to try to just like slap him between my hands. That oh. could be cool. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. I'm, I'm an animal activist. <laughs>
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. 